Welcome to the Better Brave Podcast, where you get to hear unique stories from guests like you who choose to live bravely outside of their comfort zones. I'm Candace Dudley, your host, former teacher turned online business mentor and podcaster. This podcast is for you if you're committed to living life on purpose, no more following the rules of society. Go hit the follow button if you haven't yet and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. I have Steph Gillis here. She is a career transition coach, helping people who feel stuck clarify their goals, develop a strategy, and take action towards a fulfilling career. Steph had 32 jobs in 15 years, and through that experience, she really learned how to perfect the job search. When she was laid off from what she thought was her dream job in 2019, she jumped full-time into business as a resume writer and career coach. She has since helped over a 1,000 people develop a strategy to achieve their dream job. Welcome. Thank you for having me. 32 jobs. Tell me about that and just that process and how you got to where you are now. The thing for me was I just got bored really easily. So I would do a job. I'd be like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And then I'd get into it and I'd master it pretty quickly. And then I'd be like, hey, now what? And so I would decide kind of what's next. And I'd look at what else was out there and try to figure out, you know, what direction to take my career. And, um, you know, I did a lot of different jobs, obviously, throughout my career. It's definitely not the recommended way to go about it, just jumping from job to job. But I've recently been diagnosed with ADHD, really big shocker on there. So <laughs> Sounds like you just allowed yourself to pivot and change your mind and maybe even just say, okay, I've learned what I to learn from this job and it's okay that I change my mind and go on to the next thing. I think we pigeonhole ourselves or maybe as women, we think we can't change our mind like that, or it's a negative thing that we want to jump around, but it sounds like you really maybe use it as a superpower. I mean, absolutely. I think like growing up, I was told, you know, to go to university, get a job and work there until you retire right? Like that's what I was, the message I got as a kid, as, as most of us did. And, you know, the thing that I've noticed, you know, being a career coach is I've watched people pivot their careers at literally any age. Like most recently, I worked with someone who's 62 and was like, yeah, I'm done with what I was doing and I'm ready to try something new. And I was like, that is super cool. So like to be able to make that transition at any stage of your life, it doesn't mean just because you went to school for one thing, you have to stay in that thing. And I think that was something that was really freeing that I learned through the career coaching space. I just really now like, I mean, I obviously didn't abide by that rule, but I also just have seen really successful people also not abide by that rule. And I think that's really exciting because that that gives us the freedom to kind of decide what we want to do to make changes you know I've seen people jump into business and then go back to a career later in life it's really is you can you can make any decision you want at any time in your life that's just a, such a great message I feel like we could end the episode right now and if you took that <laughs> away <laughs> that would be golden there's like some statistic that if you buy a new car and now you see it you know you, you see this white car that you bought all over the place but you never saw it before it's almost like we think nobody else is changing their mind and nobody else is shifting careers. But like you said, once you saw it, then you saw other people doing it and you saw it more. And so it's just really, it's not true that other people aren't doing it just because we're not seeing it right now. Absolutely. And, you know, we always hold ourselves back from things for like reasons that we create in our head, you know, like growing up for me, university was such a big deal. You know, you had to go to university, you had to get a degree and, and, when I was looking for jobs, you know, I was always like, oh, well, I just have a bachelor's degree. You know, I, I don't have a master's or whatever. And I, I'd always like play it down because I thought education was so important. And another like really cool thing that I've seen is, is like executives, like CEOs and C-suite executives with literally no education section on their resume because they never went to university. They just like built up their skills yeah. through on the job training and 
that's a real thing out there. And I talk to people all the time who are like, oh, well, I don't have an ed- education. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. You don't need the education. I mean, if you're going to apply at a university or something like that, yes, you, they want education. But a lot of the corporates, corporations now, they don't require that education. And they really prefer to see what you've learned on the job. Because honestly, like a degree that you've done 20 years ago and some bachelor of marketing 20 years ago, it's really not going to be relevant today anyways. So right. Talk about building a business after being laid off in 2019 at a job you thought was your dream job. Tell me what that was like. And how did you dive into building a business after that? Definitely is not the recommended way to go about it. You know, just like (laughs) diving in full time. It was very stressful. But I actually the company that I was working for did horse therapy. So we did therapy for youth and seniors using horses. And I loved that. I thought it was super cool. And so I decided to start two businesses because that's just the great decisions that I make. So I started a business doing this horse therapy program. And then I also started the career coach and resume writing as well. So I was doing both at the same time. And I would talk to coaches and they'd always be like, you have to pick one, you have to pick one. And I was like, nah, they're wrong. I don't have to pick one. I'm just going to do do my own thing. Well, they were right. I had to pick one. And so um, what ended up happening was, you know, the horse therapy business, I had some partnerships that just didn't work out. And so we ended up closing that one. And once we did that, you know, my online business really grew a lot more. But I learned a lot from that. You know, I learned that online business is the best because it has no overhead. I learned that really you don't necessarily have to pick a business in an area of, you know, your passion. Yes, I love helping people find jobs and I'm very passionate about helping people land their dream job. But like this horse therapy thing was like the be all end all. I thought, you know, I was like, this is the thing that I really want to do with my life. And it just didn't work out. And now that I'm not doing it, I feel so much freer. And I actually like spend time with my horse and have fun instead of, you know, instead of work when I'm with my horse. And so it's, it created a different thought in me in terms of following your passion and your business doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to follow your specific passion as long as you enjoy what you're doing and you're following your life's mission, I think is important. I love that clarification because so often what we love to do turns into work and like I have to do this when it is turned into a monetizing as a job. So I like that you're giving permission to say you don't have to monetize everything. It sounds like, right. You don't have to take your biggest, best, most passionate thing in your life and turn it into a job. That's great if that fits for you, but it sounds like you're still aligned in what you're doing. And it sounds like by not doing that other job and letting that go, you created space for new things to come into your life. Absolutely. And I think that just to clarify too, is when I say like your life's mission, like I always want to just help people, right? Like my goal is to help people, you know, achieve the next stage of their life. And so whether it's through coaching online or working with horses, I don't think the method really matters at the end of the day is, is that I'm helping people, you know, achieve the next stage of their life. So really getting clear on what your mission is with your life can help you to decide how you want to go about it, right? Like what path you want to take in order to get there. I like that. I know that you've recently rebranded yourself. Tell me about that. And how did you know that this was the direction that was where you need to go next? Oh man, that is a that is a roller coaster of a story, you know. When I first started as a resume writer, it was really just to make money. 
I wanted to make like $2,000 a month, just cover. I was getting unemployment insurance at the time because I was laid off and I was like, I just want to cover that. That's all I want. Mm -hmm. And it turned into something like I made six figures my first year and it was not something that I expected at all. I really wasn't planning for this business to be the one that I was going to stick with. It was something I was doing in the meantime. And so over the past like two and a half years that I've been in business, I've been trying to decide, you know, the coaches always tell you, you have to pick a niche. So I've been like, what is going to be my niche? What is going to be my niche? But honestly, I wasn't really tuning into myself. I was really looking outside of myself. I was like, okay, what are these people doing? What do these people want? What could I deliver that someone else would want? I kept picking something and it just didn't didn't sit well. So I didn't really say anything about it. And then most recently, I've been doing a lot of like self-reflection and a lot of work on myself. I rebranded as a career coach for misfits because I just believe that so many people out there don't really believe that they belong where they feel like they're doing something and they're not doing it in the right way. It actually was sparked by reading Dogman with my son, who's eight. I don't know if you've ever read that book, yes, but there's I have. like this. Yeah. I have an eight year old son too. Yeah, exactly. So there's like that one book, I can't remember which one it is, where they all talk about how they're all, they all feel like misfits. And I just thought that was really cool. And my son loves that. So I just went with it. I think it's definitely how I feel. I think I've my 32 jobs, I never really felt like I fit in. I just like to do things differently than a lot of people do. And so I want to help other people who feel the same way and want to tackle things in a little bit of a different way, but really focus on like tuning into yourself and making sure that you're your own North Star. I wonder how can people clarify their dream job? Because I feel like that might be the million dollar question for everybody is this what is my niche? Where do I go? What looking all around, but how do you do that with your people? That is really about taking time to be quiet with yourself. There's a whole bunch of ways. I'll share just a few of them now. But one of the big things that I do is really focus out five to 10 years what you want your life to look like. Because for some people, they're like, oh, I want to make a difference in my job. I want to, I worked with someone recently. I want to impact climate change in the world. Like that is my, what I want to do every day. And so they're going to need to look for a job in that world. Whereas I've worked with other people who are like, you know, I just want a job that can pay the bills so I can spend more time with my family, you know, has the flexibility and I can pursue my hobbies outside of work. And so their job, it's not necessarily about what they're doing day to day. It's really more about the financial side and the flexibility as long as they enjoy it. They're not looking to make a difference necessarily every day. They're making a difference in their after work life. And so it's really about, you know, your own goals and dreams. Like, what do you want your life to look like? What is really important to you? So we really start with that future dreaming and thinking about your values and and what's important to you. I think that's like the most important thing. So many coaches out there will be like, okay, let's focus a year out. But I personally don't think that's far enough out. I think you need to look like five, 10 years. Like, what do you want your life to look like? And that is a really hard question to answer. And it takes a lifetime to answer, but it can really help to shape what your next step and your next goals can be because you're like, okay, that's the life that I want. These are, and then we work together to kind of figure out what are the steps in order to get there. And then another thing that I really do, this one's more tactical that people can do um, anytime is really looking back on your past work experiences, evaluating what you liked, you know, what you really, really liked, what you didn't like, and you never want to do again. And then those things that you could kind of take it or leave it, right? When you evaluate all your different roles, even like when you were a server at a restaurant, when you were 17, 
17 years old, right? Like all of your jobs, go through them. What did you like about them? And you'll really start to see themes in terms of the things that you really liked. For me, it's working with people. You know, I love to work with people. I don't necessarily like to do the data analysis or paperwork in the back end, right? Those are the things I could take it or leave it. When you start to see these themes, you can start to craft a career that you or business that you would be really excited about and something that will really make a difference for you and your family. You mentioned earlier that when you transitioned into running your own business, you hit six figures in your first year with no startup costs. Tell me, how did you do that? I worked my ass off. (laughs) Are we allowed to swear in this podcast? (laughs) Yeah, I worked super hard. I had no shame in terms of like reaching out to people. Yes, I was extremely uncomfortable. I hated every minute of these DMs that I was sending to people on LinkedIn, but I did it anyways because I had to make money. There was no really other way about it. I wasn't afraid to take contract work. So I still contract now as well. So I found agencies where I contract to them and it provides a little bit of that stability in terms of, you know, income, especially when you're first starting out. And I would consider myself still a startup. I mean, I'm only two and a half years in. So uh, I'm definitely still in that startup stage. And I really built partnerships. So I reached out to other coaches. I reached out to recruiters because in the career space, I reached out to other people that were serving the same types of clients as, as I am. I built partnerships with them, referral partnerships and just like opportunities to get in front of their audience and they they get in front of my audience in order to get yourself out there. And then, you know, opportunities just started coming. I never anticipated when I first started that I would do workshops or anything like that. And I now teach at a university, which is hilarious because I don't even really believe in university, but I teach at a university (laughs) twice a year. And I was just reached out to to run workshops for women in technology and uh, women in trades. And so it's like super cool, like things that I just never expected just because of building relationships. Someone referred me to them and they reached out and, and they referred me to someone else. And then this whole like situation happened because of that. So it sounds like it's a total myth that Instagram, social media, that's like, that's the only way to build a business. Yeah, I don't get a lot of people who just like naturally reach out to me through social media. That is my goal for this year, but it's not something that naturally happens. It's been a lot of referrals and partnerships that have um, really built my business for me. Yeah. What are you working on in 2024? Like what's coming up that people listening should be paying attention to? I've created a lot of content in two and a half years, and it's been very tactical content. But this year, I'm really focusing on being more authentic. So if people want to get to know me and the things that I've gone through and, you know, a little bit more about my experience, I plan to share a lot more about that, as well as clients of mine who have made really cool changes in their career. You know, I've worked with someone who was a director at a bank and wanted to transition into a nonprofit world. And she did in like two months. We did it like pretty quick. And to be able to make those really cool changes is really exciting. And so I plan to share a lot more of that going forward. And my business goal for this year is to increase sustainability. I'm not very great at marketing. So um, that's definitely something on my list of things to learn. Yeah. So I have one more question. But before that, since we're on the topic, why don't you share where can someone connect with you? Where can they find you? How could they work with you? I hang out mostly on LinkedIn. I occasionally post to Instagram. My Instagram is destination dream job. My LinkedIn is just my name, Steph Gillis. I have a website as well that talks about my packages, but LinkedIn is really the place to hang out. Um, If you are in business, it is the place where most decision makers are. So if you're not on LinkedIn, you're doing your business a disservice. Just a little LinkedIn plug. I'm not sponsored by LinkedIn. I just love LinkedIn. (laughs) Oh, good. I'll link all that in the show notes. So my last question I like to leave everyone with is what message would you like the listeners to take away today you can pursue your dreams at any age at any time 
if I can be someone who is a business and succeeding with my background and, you know, the things that I've been through, I think that anyone can. It really is just getting out there and taking the steps every day to grow your business or to pursue your next level in your career. And I think that if you need a push to get going, this should be your push and you should get started today. Even if you do one small thing every day, you know, I have a friend who has three small kids at home and she's still, you know, in very sporadic, but a few times a week, she still does things to grow her business and to um, make a difference. And it might be a little slower because, you know, her kids are small, but when her kids are all in school, then she's going to have a business to fall back on. And so anyone can do it if you put your mind to it. Amen. And I know you have a free resume template resource for us. Tell us about that. So if you go to my website, you can download a free resume template. So if you're looking for a job or, you know, speaking opportunities or contract work, if you're in business that you need a good resume. And so you can download an example of one on my website. So you can see what a good resume looks like and use it as a template as well. Perfect. Thank you again for being on. And I will link everything that we mentioned in the show notes for the listeners. Perfect. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.